I want them to lose every time they play yes, the Flyers. I still want them to lose every yeah. time they play the Flyers. <laughs> I want them to get decimated. I want embarrassment on the ice. everyone and welcome back to Goodwood, a hockey fandom podcast. I'm Beck, and this episode will be a little different than previous ones. As both of our other co-hosts have been swept away by the demands of offline life, I have been gifted with total and utter control over the podcast. With my newfound powers, in what might be an unexpected turn of events, I wanted to talk about the Philadelphia Flyers. Fandom is a beast that relies heavily on canon for sustenance. When players are traded, it has far-reaching consequences for transformative fans. It can tear ships apart and bring new ships together. Today, I wanted to talk about the ship of Nolan Patrick and Travis Konechny, two young flyers who were on their way to hockey fanfiction stardom when a trade blew up the fandom. Joining me today are two fans who were in Flyers fandom when Nolan Patrick was traded. One is Kit, our beloved co-host, who needs no introduction. The other, though, is a friend of mine named Ellie. Ellie was raised as a pro wrestling fan, which has given her a love for the dramatic. Though she'd been around pro wrestling her whole life, she only discovered transformative fandom about two years ago. Another transformative pro wrestling fan introduced her to two men, Travis Konechny and Nolan Patrick. She was given a whole sales pitch, PowerPoint included, about why she should ship them. It was not a hard sell. And then what started as just following TK and Nolan evolved into following the Flyers and a full-blown hockey fandom. What you're about to hear are recordings of my two conversations with Kit and Ellie, done separately because they live on opposite sides of the world. I hope you enjoy. I have to ask the question, of course, being that you are a Flyers fan and I'm a Penguins fan of the non-multi-team variety. How did you come across Sid Gino? When I started out, I would be like, fuck the Penguins. I would talk to people, you know, out and about. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm a Flyers fan. And I would I would almost immediately go, yeah, I fucking hate the Penguins. And like, like fuck Sid So you Crosby. and CM Punk have something in common. Oh, we're homies. We're homies. <laughs> um, just kidding. We are not homies. <laughs> But so what happens is I read one fic that's a Sid Gino fic. I'm in like a, a dry spell with TK Nolan, I guess. And I read this fic and I, I ended up DMing or messaging the author and was like, I've, I can't like stop thinking about this fic. Like it like affected me. I was like, this is amazing. And then I like, you know, I went on the, I, like every good person. I go on the Tumblr tag, like Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malcolm, and I go through it and I'm like, was this before the season? Was this still the off season? Or had you started seeing games? I started seeing games. Had the Penguins played the Flyers yet that season? They had, and I oh. I was not nice. I, I fine. Like, if you ask my family, I would like go on tirades about the Penguins. <laughs> like, well, rightfully so, girly. Yeah, no, I would be like, no, That's they're the not. Point. 
they're not for me. I, I think I called them like stuck up pretentious because I would always be like, you know, no pun intended, but like the flyers are gritty and they have heart. And I'd be like, all the penguins have are money and that's it. But yeah, and then I don't know, like, and I'd start talking to the author more and they would just talk to me about Sid Gino and I was like, oh, I'm really compelled by this narrative. And I was really compelled by Gina leaving Russia and like how that goes. And I was like, that's like, I just thought that was insane. And also the fact that there was like so many fix to like read, very well done ones, obviously, that I was like, oh yeah, this is sick. Right. It's like fertile ground for fandom. So even though your team allegiances were certainly one way, you were willing to cross the river there to go check out something in the name of a good storyline and a good fic. Absolutely. So would you say now that you're fond of the players, but not the team, you might say? Sure. We can say that, I think. Okay. Well, how would you say it in your own words then? I think I would say like, I'm a, I'm a fly or die. Okay. But like, because I whenever I can I do still like if I'm talking to someone like I I won't trash talk Sidney Crosby obviously but I'll definitely like be like yeah like I don't like them you know like I don't like the penguins da 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 but if it goes further I'll be like well I do think Sidney Crosby is a very nice man and I'm sure like Gino's very nice and also do you know that they're in love you know like I'll I'll play it off for like laughs <laughs> but still Ellie remains firmly a Flyers fan to this day the Penguins will never get any loyalty from her, which is a sharp contrast to what our other guest, and can I even say guest, being that they're a co-host of the podcast, experienced. Kit entered hockey fandom as a Flyers fan, too. And while their start point isn't too different from Ellie's, what happened after is an entirely different story. So the whole reason that I got into the Flyers in the first place is because I started watching hockey during the pandemic. The Flyers, during that playoffs, the bubble playoffs, they were on a run. They were playing great hockey. They were favorites to win the cup at the time. And the Pens weren't doing all that well. They kind of seemed like an obvious choice for me to get into because that's when I really got into watching actual games and not just participating in the transformative side of things. And the other part of why the Flyers were my first pick at the time was that I was more active on hockey Twitter than hockey Tumblr at the time. And it seemed to me that might just be my bias, but it seemed to me that the Flyers had a pretty big contingent of transformative fans on Twitter. I also liked that the Flyers had like a clear identity that they were on the one hand, trying to market, but also that was, of course, coming partially from the fans. That was one of the reasons why I found it an easier fandom contingent or an easier fandom base to get into than maybe the pens, who, if you look at their social media, it's it's professional, I would call it, you know, and the flyers, you know, there's like Grady's Twitter, which is completely unhinged and things like that. So I found them easier to engage with. Then I pretty much followed the Flyers over the off season. Also kept, you know, being into Sid Gino and also following the Pens. And as the season picked up again, I was kind of forced to make a decision because I remember that very early on, it might even have been the first game of that season, we had a Battle of Pennsylvania. 
And so there I was, <laughs> thinking, huh, I guess this is going to test my allegiances. The success of pandemic-era Flyers hockey cannot be overstated. Even I, a person who had no connections to Flyers fandom at the time, was incredibly aware of the success of Philadelphia's social media strategy and their rebranding with Gritty. New fans were pouring in, and it was impossible not to notice. They're the Broad Street bullies. Like, that's that's a brand. That's an identity. That's something that is, you know, memeable and marketable and way easier to to spread and to maybe simplify than the pen's identity, which I would say is is just not as clear, especially to someone just starting out in the fandom. And Kit was right. The Penguins didn't have the moxie or the sheer audacity of the Flyers. In a personality contest, the Flyers won. So something that I was always, here's my turn to be a heel towards you, I guess. I don't know if it's to the listeners of this podcast, but I was so quietly resentful of how fantastically the Flyers were marketing themselves in like 2018. I saw them gaining so many new fans who like were not hockey fans previously. They were pulling in like the fandom girlies, like no one's business, not only because they had Nolan Patrick, who is pretty. They had Gritty. Gritty, in my opinion, remains the best like sports mascot, period. He is so well executed. I'm so jealous of like new teams or like teams like Philly where they didn't have a mascot or where they had a whole marketing team to like come up with the best, most marketable thing in the world. So like between like the, the Gritty exposure and like Gritty becoming like an anti-capitalist meme on like Twitter and TikTok to Nolan Patrick existing and looking pretty, the Flyers are like coming up flush with new girlies to be fans. And as a Penguins fan who had just witnessed a lot of Pens fans leave after the 2018 White House visit, I was like green with envy. I was like, oh my God, all these people are becoming Flyers fans and the Flyers are so fun and young and they're pulling in all these new people. And I'm like, my fandom is falling off and I was I was just green with envy. But then the thing is, it's like it they had a they had their moment in the sun. Like the fandom was really strong. And then shit starts going downhill. I think partially because of Nolan's migraine disorder, but then eventually just because the team starts floundering harder and like flopping performance-wise, which wouldn't be enough to kill the fandom, but to me the final nail in the coffin personally was the Nolpat trade. And I wasn't aware of, like, the full degree to which that impacted, like, the thick fandom. But then I kind of saw the follow-up was the Giroux trade where I was like, shit, like, that's that's the real ending in, like, my heart. But it was really weird to watch this astronomic rise and then just as quickly it comes crashing down. And I think that just speaks to, like, the fandom experience. Like, what you have can easily, especially in, like, real sports where trades happen like none of the gms care about archive of our own even though i love nolan and i love travis and i wish like you know the ship could have stayed it's like the minute you they get separated like there's nothing you can do about it because it will not hold people's attention just like ellie said there was an impact on fanworks kit felt that firsthand because while the fire's bombastic online persona had been enough to draw them in they were quietly being pulled away transformatively by another ship. Yeah, like their social media was fun. Their fan engagement was fun. It was 
just really enjoyable to to witness all of that and to feel like you could be a part of it and I sort of going into that season that 20 2020 2021 season during the off season my thought process was pretty much you know like transformative fandom wise like like fic wise etc I care about the penguins much more by which I mean I care about Sid and Gino but hockey wise I cared about the flyers much more but that's interesting when you say that when you cared about flyers hockey more was that like you were just rooting for the underdog or what appealed to you about it to me the flyers didn't feel like the underdog because you know I had just seen them come from a really good cup run so they they didn't feel like the underdog at all Although, of course, you know, there is this whole baggage of the Pens having, you know, having just won three cups and the Flyers have not won the cups in a very long time. In that case, I guess they were kind of the underdog. But I think it was more to do with, on the one hand, that I felt more familiar with the players just because I had spent more time in those fandom spaces. and. On the other hand, their hockey was fun. Carter Hart in that bubble playoff was insanely good and just such such a good time to watch that. I think that's kind of why I why I had kind of split allegiances going into that season and then we start with a back-to-back Battle of Pennsylvania. An interesting thing occurred where I noticed that I did not want the Flyers to win. Ooh. Yeah. Your torn heart was picking a side. It really was. And that surprised me. I was like, why? Do you blame Fix for that? Do you think that just in, like getting more into Sid Gino was making you want the Penguins to win? Or what? what was leading to it? I think, yeah. Actually, because, I mean, if if it weren't for Sid Gino, I don't know if I would be into the pens. Or, I, I mean, let's say the pens, let's say Sid and Gino retire, I will probably still be into the pens, you know? Because, like, now I've bought in. But I wouldn't have taken that step of becoming a fan of the Penguins if it weren't for Sid Gino, if it weren't for the fix and the fan works whereas i feel like i could have gotten into the flyers easily without that transformative part of it or at least without any like big ship or anything because i wasn't really following any particular ship when it came to the flyers for kit ships were never a huge part of their flyers fandom that was deeply not the case for ellie let me take myself back there it was july 17th possibly July 18th. The way I know this is because the day before I break up with my boyfriend of five years. So I'm like down bad, but I'm like, it's fine. It's not fine. But I'm like, I have this new hockey ship that I can like really get into. You know, it's the next day. Obviously I'm very sad and I'm sitting at work. I'm on the desk and my best friend calls me and she's like, Ellie, you, are you sitting down? And I'm like, yes. And she goes, Nolan just got traded and I fell out of my seat I literally went no and I crouched down 
I mean, it was a visceral like pain in my stomach. Like, I'm not afraid to admit that. Like, it hurt. And she was like, yeah, he's going to the Knights. I didn't even know who they were. And then cut to that same night, we go to Olive Garden. And we all I do while I eat my Zupa Descana soup is I scroll through Tumblr and I see the anguish and like just all of it, you know? And I will say that though, I think by this time I'm only in it like maybe a month. So I don't, and I, I never saw them play together. So my pain, I don't think is as strong as other people that followed them since Nolan gets drafted, which I think is in 2017. And they see this whole thing unfold. And I will say like, even though TK Nolan Patrick, I would consider to be a, a relatively dead ship. I think it's like a great hockey ship. And for like how short it lasted, it burned bright. I wish I could have been there in like the height of it. Do people still write it? They do. Definitely. It's infrequent. The rest of the podcasters were talking in our last episode saying that we thought there would be a decent chance if Nolan doesn't get traded that TK and Noel Pat makes it to like the hockey cannon of ships. I think it would because it again, it burned bright. Like, I mean, you go back, it still has, I want to say like a thousand fix. People were very invested in it. You know, one of my favorite articles um, references it. And so it was getting very popular beyond fandom. I just think it it could have been great. It could have been great. It's one of those things where it's like a what if. But of course, we know that Nolan goes to the Knights. And I think what also kind of hurts the ship is Travis has no social media at all. So we have nothing to go off of there. And Nolan is like a artsy boy who never posts. So there's not a lot even in the way of like, oh, like they hang, like we don't know if they hang out. We don't even know if they talk anymore. There's nothing of that that we get insight to. And doesn't Nolan have a contentious relationship with the media, or at least he did in Philly? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So I think that probably didn't help either. Like you want another parallel? I will almost compare that to Gino's early years in Pittsburgh because of his lack of English and he was a total unknown. Yeah. And I think what also doesn't help is like Nolan, you know, has this migraine disorder. So he's basically like totally sideblind. And then TK's on the flyers. That's his own like issue. <laughs> like, so it's just hard. So here's a question. What happened to the shippers once the ship got traded? Like in the immediate aftermath where they're like, well, fuck it. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. Did they migrate to another ship? Did like, what did they start doing? So the initial thing is like, what's it called when like the, what is it? The five stages of grief? Is that what it is? Like um, immediately, like it's like there's co- there's coping and it's like, wow, there's going to be so many angst fix that are going to come out of this. And like, I have so much material to work with now and like all this stuff. And this is no knock to like fic writers. Like I do the same thing where like something big happens and you're like, oh, I'm going to do a lot of fic writing from this one event. But with something like this, that's like, when you think about it, it's just sad, you know, like they were bros, you know, Nolan did not have a good career in Philly. He leaves. And then you're like, I'm going to write this thick about it. But then time goes on and you just don't do it because there's no content. At the beginning, we did have like maybe a couple like angsty fics that were born out of it. But then it really peters off because you just don't get that content and here's the thing, too. You're also not a Knights fan now. Did anyone become a Knights fan or were people just like pissed? 
I think they were just pissed and like you know it's funny I did like a hockey opinions list for one of my friends and in it I do say the Knights are my number three team but I only say that because I really like Nolan Patrick and I follow Nolan where he goes like I'm not buying a Knights shirt I'm buying a Nolan jersey I would talk with my friends about hypotheticals. We weren't talking about it because we were like aggressively hoping it wouldn't happen. But I was thinking, I was thinking leading up to like the Gino situation, I was like, how the hell am I going to cope? Will I start watching that team or will I hate that team even more? Like I couldn't figure out how, how I was going to like fall on that spectrum. I will say, like, I come in late to Sid Gino and I only come into Sid Gino, I think, because I lose Nolan and Travis. The idea of like Gina leaving did not, obviously I would be like, I'd be sad, but it did not phase me because I was like, Nolan's already gone. Like I've gone through this, you know, like I'll just go to an Olive Garden again. How do you feel about the Knights a couple years into Nolan Patrick's tenure there? Um, so I know that the Knights are like viewed as bad guys. You like heels. I love a good heel. I do. It's your wrestling coming through. It is. For for those that don't know, heels are like um, bad guys. The Knights definitely have fallen because they're just not as fun anymore because now they're just assholes, but they're not doing anything good with it. They're not making money moves. They're not winning. They're just like doing dumb things because they're like, maybe this will win us a cup and it will not. Ellie's devastation over the downfall of the Nolan Patrick TK ship was common across the entire Flyers fandom. But for Kit, who had engaged with transformative Flyers fandom as a more casual reader, things were a little different. The Nolan Patrick trade was not the Flyers trade they'd been burned by, as it turns out. So you say you didn't really have, like, a ship. So did you read Nolan Patrick TK fic? I did, yeah. Um, But that's also because I will read most things. I would say I was definitely still reading more Sejino, but, you know, where I was pretty much almost exclusively reading Sid Gino for the pens which I think makes sense because there are not a ton of other pairings out there for the penguins I was reading pretty much across the board when it came to the flyers so then my question is so were you in fandom when Nolan Patrick got traded uh I was yeah you were okay talk me through it like what did you like how did you feel about it and then what did you see other people feeling about it Well, what did I see other people feel about it? It was, again, I I mostly interacted or still interact with Flyers fans on Twitter, not on Tumblr. So it was all very influenced by the medium of Twitter. You know, people just screaming in despair. But there was always like a kind of weird irony to it as well for some people. And it was just a, a strange phenomenon. To witness I think for me personally I have to say that maybe it didn't hit as hard because the one that really hit me was earlier in the 2021 season when they traded Michael Raffle that hit me deeply I was genuinely really hurt by that really really hurt and I think that for me kind of started for me I maybe it primed me for the Flyers to trade away other players I really liked because I feel like emotionally I've never really forgiven them for that one that one stung absolutely 
which is interesting because I have read like maybe two fics involving Michael Raffles. So like I didn't care about him that much as a fic character, but I felt like we were getting so much personality content from the Flyers media team, you know, like the videos and everything that was coming out that I felt like I I had so much fun watching those little video clips and the, the YouTube videos and everything that Flyers PR was bringing out that I was like, I really, really do not want to see this player go. And it hurt extra because they sent him to the Caps, which just was, that was unnecessary. That's my, that's my dark backstory. And now he's playing in Switzerland. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. All of that hurt me deeply. And then um, Nolan Patrick. Yeah, that was that was painful. But I felt like for me, it wasn't painful because of the ship or because I thought, oh, no, now this, you know, this well's going to dry up, so to speak. It it felt more painful because, you know, through fandom, you kind of feel like you get to know these players a little bit or you get to know the personas that fandom constructs around them based on what we know and what they put out there and of course with uh nolan patrick a big thing is like the migraine disorder and the troubles that he's had with his health he hadn't played all season and all of that kind of just made it feel really tragic not for the ship but for the player like knowing that hockey is a business and if you can't perform who cares about allegiances or anything like that, you know, who cares about loyalty. So they kind of shipped him out to to Vegas. Um, that I found more personally disappointing than really the, the ship aspect. The Nolan Patrick trade was a bombastic one. Many Flyers fans, new and old, were and still are incredibly fond of him as both a player and a fit character. Though I've never read a fic with him in it, I did notice a few common threads that tied back to a fic character I was incredibly familiar with, Sidney Crosby. I think Nolan Patrick's health issues, honestly, have played a huge role in it, too. And I say that with a somewhat unique perspective, I think, on it, because we have Sid's concussion era to kind of point to as an example of, like, what that looks like in fic. But the thing is, basically every fic that is like written for Sid Gino happened after the concussions so it's with the knowledge that like Sid eventually does get better and he does come back to the ice and like everything is okay we're in the moment now for Nolan isn't he like already ruled out for next season or something like that so I don't necessarily know if he's completely ruled out but the one quote we got was like talking about hockey with Nolan is like putting a horse before a wagon Something oh, like that. It was something insane. Like I read that and my stomach dropped. I was like, that's horrid. And that's why I think when you when people write about Sid's concussion era, even though I'm I'm not trying to make like any like lightheartedness of it, but you can view it in a way of like, this has a happy ending. He comes back to hockey. They win, whatever, yeah. Exactly. And Nolan, by all accounts, it does not look like it's going to have a happy ending. So it's hard to write fic where it's like I'm going to write this fic where Nolan, and this is just from my point of view, where like Nolan struggles with his concussion. And to me, I just feel like it's a bummer to write because it's real life. You want a happy ending and you can totally write a happy ending, but it's just more difficult to navigate. And I feel like more people are less likely to do that. 
That so totally makes sense. Yes. And then also just plays into like, you know, he's probably not going to play at the start of the season, which means he won't be in any of the media marketing, like any of the interviews. That happened to Gino too at the beginning of last season. He was out for media day. Like he could have been there, frankly, but he was just not in media shit for like the first half of the season. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how it goes. And it is a bummer because it's like you want to see your dudes answer weird questions and things like that. And it does, I think, contribute to fic writing as a whole. And when you lose that, again, you can only go off of your imagination and headcanons for so long, I think, until that fire kind of like peters out. For you too, being that like TK was your draw in. My man. Something I've always wondered about the Penguins is the fact that, like, Tanger is objectively the prettier of the two between him and Gino, and yet Gino gets to be part of the ship. This is my hot take about Tanger. I I don't think he's that hot. I respect it. I like the controversial opinion. Thank you. You can send hate mail to... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Send hate mail to goodwoodpod at tumblr.com. Oh my god. Uh, Please don't. Please don't. (laughs) Something I was... I mean, I knew it wouldn't happen because the Penguins fandom isn't currently big enough to support this. But I was thinking about like an alternate world where like Gino does decide to leave, but Chris stays because Chris is incredibly loyal to Sid. Like Gino is too, don't get me wrong, but like so is Chris. So Chris decides to say Gino doesn't. Would people start writing Sid Chris fic? They kind of haven't leading up to this point. I was kind of thinking about that in terms of the Nolan Patrick trade. Like, so TK is still on the Flyers. H- have any Flyers fans who used to be Nolpat TK shippers moved on to shipping TK with anyone else in mass? Or have they all kind of started doing their own thing? Uh, nothing in mass. You know, it's been like, I think Kevin Hayes has been thrown around. Joel Farabee, you know, uh, even like Claude stuff like that but it's never taken off in the way that tk nolan did and in this but in the in an interesting turn of events with nolan has actually done better i think in terms of shipability and i'm sure that is he's pretty he has a friend that of course i'm forgetting the name of that he played with in the minor hockey oh i heard about that yeah yes and that really took off a little bit again not neither of them have reached the tk nolan levels and i don't think they ever will do you have you seen people leave the flyers over it like have people have you seen people drift to other teams and ships i've seen people leave hockey fandom full on this is what i came for they're not there i'm gonna leave now so why have you stayed oh that's a wow what a what an introspective question as a whole i really love hockey i think hockey is a great sport and it has all the melodramatics of wrestling but it's very entertaining to watch and it came at a point in my life where I was really down bad and it was very comforting and I gained a lot out of it also I think the fandom is very nice I have honestly not met anyone that's been mean it's a very refreshing it's very fun and also I read Sid Gino and I was like wait a minute wait a minute I can just get onto this the penguins are good for something after all one thing just like Kit, Ellie's shipping preferences had shifted towards Sidgino. And though Kit hadn't been the world's biggest Nolan Patrick and TK shipper, they had still witnessed the trade and subsequent ship breakup. With what was about to transpire in the Penguins fandom, I had to get Kit's thoughts on how everything was connected. 
So I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about your feelings leading up to contract gate for Gino. And maybe you can't relate too much to the Nolan Patrick TK ship aspect, but you can relate a little bit to the raffle aspect of it. So like how how was your Flyers past experience informing your emotions and thought processes leading up to to Gino and whether or not he would agree to sign again? I think that the Claude Giroux trade is much more comparable for me because Raffle and also Nolan Patrick, that was just a shock, right? We didn't know about it beforehand. We didn't think they were going to be traded anytime soon. And then like suddenly in the middle of the season, at least for Raffle, it was the middle of the season, they were just gone. So that I think can't really be compared to kind of the slow agony that was building up and building up around Gino's contract not being signed, um, which similar-ish to the Claude Giroux thing, even though for Giroux, there was the aspect of Giroux wanting to get out. And from what I could tell, a large part of the fandom, you know, while no one wanted to lose him, the general feeling that I got from people was, well, he deserves a better team. He deserves to be respected. He deserves a cup run or whatever. So a lot of people were actually like rooting for him to leave, which I found very interesting. Also very different to how we treated Gino. I think an aspect that just wasn't there for me with uh, Nolan Patrick or, or Michael Raffle that we have with, with Gino is of course the ship aspect of Sid Gino where I was kind of grieving or pre-grieving potentially losing that huge part of my fandom life and my hobby. So I think, how did it prime me? Well, I was hurt before and I knew that just because I was hoping it wouldn't happen didn't mean it wouldn't happen. But I feel like those, at least those two shocking trades that just came overnight, they didn't prepare me for the slow agony that was contract gate. Interesting. I thought there would be more of a, I think Ellie talked about feeling a bit more of a connection, but then again, Ellie had been like super into Nolpat TK. And so, and also the thing about Ellie is she kind of wanted Dino to get traded. This is, I know I'm, this is definitely my heel, like Philly stuff coming out. Please. Like I, I I love it. I I'm, I'm like a chaos agent. So like I was like, what you if kind of wanted it to happen? A little bit, but I wanted him to go to Philly. Like I just okay, that would be funny. That would be fucking no, hilarious. Exactly. That's like I wanted like pure chaos from it. It definitely whatever team he hypothetically would have been traded to, I think it would have only made me like that team more. I don't think I would have hated them. Oh, like, brutal! My heart, my mm-hmm. heart. Oh. I love it. Like she, she's so committed to it. It's so great. Honestly, I get it though. Because sometimes I think like, ooh, I love if like, I love the drama of like Chara getting traded. I was like, ooh, oh, sure. exciting. You know, if it's not your team, it's that's that can be fun. Well, for me, I guess a bit like voyeuristically, that was kind of me watching the Nolpat TK thing go down. 
I was so removed from it that I kind of didn't see it. And I kind of wish I had seen more just because it's kind of like that voyeuristic grief thing where you just like see people experiencing all these strong emotions and you're kind of like, I kind of want to like find out why and like see more and you're just curious. That's kind of the reason I'm doing this episode, I think, just because I want to learn more about the emotional states of these people as they were going through these things, which I got close to, but didn't cross that line, thank God, because Gino decided to come back. Oh, yeah. Three crosses. Knock on wood. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Please. I'm invoking Sid's superstitions to to work for us here. And, of course, when talking about bombshell trades, it's hard to ignore Claude Giroux's departure from the Flyers. Kit and I devolved into talking about Giroux and the Penguins-Flyers rivalry and how we wanted it to return to its glory days. What's interesting to me, actually, is that I did feel a little a little worried or not even worried, disappointed really, because I am a huge Sid Cloud fan. Massive Sid Cloud fan. It's it's probably my favorite ship after Sid Gino to like read and invest in and stuff. I I just I love a good enemies to lovers. It's it is like the epitome of that trope, really. It's it's such fun to play with. They are the Battle of Pennsylvania, you know? They are what has always made it fun for me to watch. And now he plays for Ottawa. Like, what? They're never going to see each other ever again. (laughs) Yeah, so, no, I I really felt grief over that rivalry. And for me, the ship is an aspect of that rivalry. I also felt sad about it in general because I think it's part of the Penn's identity and it's part of the Flyers' identity. And something is really missing if we don't have that. But the ship, for me, was like a personification of that rivalry. I thought, you know, we're also going to lose that. And yeah, that's just sad. Ellie said this when we were recording. Like, she's like, I don't want the Penguins to win. I never want the Penguins to win a Stanley Cup. I still want them to lose every yeah. time they play the Flyers. <laughs> I want them to get decimated. I want embarrassment on the ice. That's my feelings about, like, the Flyers. Like, I always want the Flyers to lose. I want them to not win the Stanley Cup. But, like, that's because I am I commit to the rivalry of it. Like you said, it, the, the Flyers-Penguins rivalry is so integral, in my opinion, to both teams' identities. Like, for me, it's kind of like a nostalgia thing, like an imagined nostalgia. Because I wasn't around for, like... That when the Flyers and Penguins went head to head and were like in the playoffs against each other with real battles. Like, I- I've been around for one Penguins Flyers playoff series, which we won and we won it relatively handily. Like, we were projected to win. Whereas, like, in the past, it's like we've lost playoff bouts to them before. And like, the rivalry really felt like real and viable and like there was a potential for it to go one of two ways. Whereas, more recently, it's kind of been expected that the Penguins will, will have their cake and eat it too when it comes to the Flyers. For me, whenever I'd like look at the Flyers, it, I would always be hearkening back to that that nostalgia that I don't have. Like I didn't experience when the Flyers were good. And, you know, the iconic gif of Sid hitting the glove with his stick. Yes. And so I, like, I wasn't around for that. But I wish I was because it's kind of that epitome of like bitch Sid versus his sworn enemies the flyers which we heard a lot about in the rookie year the audible original with sid they talk a lot about like how he loses his teeth you know in in his first game or second game against philly and like how horrible philly was to him and how he was like bred for that kind of rivalry and how 
how deeply it's declined. Like, it's not there anymore. Like, I really respect TK for trying to fight Sid and wanting to bring it back. <laughs> that was delightful. <laughs> Good for you, kid. Like, more of that energy, please. But still, it's like the identity of that rivalry is not does not feel like it's about the players anymore. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, screw the Flyers. Like, I don't like their fans. I don't like whatever. But it's like, I think of the disdain and the disdain is more towards like a nebulous thing and it's not it doesn't feel rounded like it used to be for me personally kind of the decline of my flyers fandom was because it felt like you know while i still liked a lot of players on the team it felt like management coaching everything around the players was kind of really dragging it all down it felt like it was just stuck in in this huge swath of molasses and every time something fun happened they had to make it miserable again and the players looked miserable it wasn't fun to watch anymore I remember when when TK got benched for absolutely no reason at all he was playing amazing and he got benched just to like teach the team a lesson or something it was absolutely just miserable to watch at some point and um to me like the claw the claw trade is more like the last shockwave of that of the way that it feels to me like the team maybe has been mishandled you know you have this great identity you have all of all that makes the flyers and it feels like they were just not even doing nothing with it they were actively trying to make them less less than that and Claude Giroux being traded at the end of the day felt like the last uh, big shockwave of of that development and I think that's also why the rivalry doesn't feel the same anymore because it I don't know it feels almost half-hearted to watch and Part of that is that they're just not playing that well, to be honest. But it's more than that, you know, because there are some teams that I really like. Like, I'm a huge Senators fan, which is why the the news of Claude to Ottawa, I mean, that's been great for me. Um, I'm a huge Sens fan, and, you know, they're usually the bottom of the league. But they're fun to watch because you can tell that they're enjoying themselves. They have young players. They're kind of an up and coming are they maybe gonna make the playoffs in the next few years kind of team whereas the flyers was were just like mismanagement wrong decisions hiring really bad players things like that just one after the other where it just wasn't fun to follow anymore and that frustrates me because like i was i was jealous of the flyers and how well they were doing like young fandom like, the amount of, like, new people who are brand new to hockey who were like, oh, my God, the Flyers are so fun. They've got this great mascot. They've got a really pretty boy, Nolan Patrick. They've got, you know, a bunch of other people I can get invested in. I'm going to go all in on it. And, like, they were they were rolling. They were rocking for a minute there. And I was – and, like, as a Penguins fan, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, we're in trouble. Like, oh, no. Because, like, that was right after the Penguins kind of flopped um, after the White House in terms of, like, fandom attendance. And so <laughs> I was like nervous. I was like, oh my God. 
then all this has happened. And I feel like the Flyers fandom is not what it once was. And it upsets me because even though I was like nervous for the rise of the Flyers, I guess I kind of wanted it because like I wanted the rivalry back. And I've got more friends now than I ever expected of people who either were Flyers fans or still are Flyers fans. And we've all been able to really take it in stride and it's been really fun. But I just feel bad because like I admired how vibrant of like a like a fandom community it was for a really brief glimpse of time. And, and now it doesn't feel like the same. But I was like, damn, that was like they had something going there for a moment. And it, it it looked really fun. And it was unique in that way, you know? It felt like um it felt the way that to me Penn's fandom never really feels. It felt more more chaotic, more kind of irreverent than Penn's fandom feels, which Penn's fandom feels more like even though it's you know it's transformative fandom, so obviously it's not, you know, just like your typical hockey fandom but still it feels even in the way the penguins do the pens fans do fandom even that feels more sort of traditional or like more you know yeah i'm a firm believer that the team you gravitate towards says a lot about your personality and how you want to interact in fandom hockey astrology quite literally so like again i was like I saw what the Flyers fans were doing and they were vibing so well with like the energy the Flyers were putting out with like all the young players and what the Flyers Twitter was doing at the time and stuff like that. Or even like Gritty's TikTok. They had great youthful energy. And do you think that's kind of gone now? You know, I really had hopes for it to come back or to maybe stabilize somehow. But it really feels like this off season with hiring Tortorella and getting... D'Angelo, it was just like, you really want to put that final nail in that coffin, huh? Like you really want it. That felt honestly, I even though I never I didn't even consider myself, you know, really part of the fandom anymore at that point, I felt offended on the behalf of fans. Like, don't don't do that to people. Like, don't disrespect people's commitment like that. You know, there's still people writing TK and Nolpad. There's still people writing other flyers pairings. The dedicated cheese bee shippers that are still out there. The dedicated cheese bees. Um, I salute you. Thank you so much for your service. There's still people that say like, okay, what what is happening in real life hockey doesn't have a huge impact on my fandom, but it feels like the parts of the fandom that are very involved in the real life hockey just feel kind of depressed or you know slightly miserable to me or or maybe dejected it sucks for them it really does and i feel for them all i can hope is that you know hockey changes all the time because rosters change all the time and coaches change and front offices change and like think about like like 2013 2014 2015 era like Sidney crosby everyone's like he's washed up it's all over it's done you know trade malkin it's all over and then like the penguins win Cups back to back. Yeah, these things change. And I think that like a team's personality like that or the way that, you know, the team is managed, these things can also change and change quickly. So I'm I'm still not throwing out my Flyers beanie. I'm ready to put it on again 
if they if they convince me that you know watching the flyers is fun again i refuse to give that up you know i'm just lying and waiting i will once again go out into the world wearing my sydney crosby jersey and my flyers beanie and i'm ready to have people come at me with their opinions i can't wait for the day If you'd like to react to the episode or write in with questions or topics for us to discuss, you can reach us at goodwoodpod on Tumblr or goodwoodpod at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.